0: On today's episode, we just have a stream of consciousness. I actually don't remember anything that I said for most of the episode except the big takeaways. I talk about how to sell without selling. I talk about what to think about, how to connect with your customers, and how to guarantee that you absolutely succeed in everything that you do in business. I give you some tangible examples, and I make it so you can put it into practice immediately, but it just flowed today. So, I don't want to take any more time. I want you to get right into the episode. Let's talk about serving as selling and how it guarantees you succeed in your business. I'm going to shut up now. Cue the intro. Let's go. Welcome to the Mind of George Show. Today is a Winning Wednesday episode where we talk through actionable strategies, tactics, secrets, and golden nuggets that can be implemented, utilized, and benefited from immediately. This episode is all about action and putting what you learn into practice, which is the only true way to achieve your personal and professional goals. We've covered everything from the five non-negotiable books for business leaders, which was episode 56, to Project Manage Mastery, which was episode 44, to the two most important documents in your entire business, which were episodes 62 and 83. You can find those and all the other episodes of the show at mindofgeorge.com. But without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Back. Back. It's not like I go anywhere. I'm just really excited today. I woke up with this zest for life. And I think I'm about to sneeze in a minute. So don't say bless you or else it'll go away. I'll say bless you. Maybe it'll go away. Bless me. I don't know if it's going away. But either way, I woke up with this zest for life today. And I was super excited to record this podcast. Just finished an amazing weekend. Awesome family time. Getting ready for Halloween with a four year old and a 15 year old is absolutely amazing. And my son turns four next uh, in two weeks and I have to say that he is like a comedian. He is just like a walking stand-up comic and it is absolutely beautiful to witness and it's hilarious and I love it and his ways that he says things and what he does it just makes my heart happy. So I'm just really happy today rocking the pink sweatshirt, drinking my greens, having my cup of coffee and I'm ready to talk about how to sell without selling. And I think this is one of the most important topics to cover and also probably one of the biggest lessons that I've learned in my career as an entrepreneur. I don't even like calling myself an entrepreneur anymore. I actually think, tangent, I think the label entrepreneur carries way too many negative connotations right now. Like I've seen this perpetuation of like the hustle cycle and hustle harder and work harder, which in my mind translates to... Being disconnected, spending less time living the life that you're trying to build and spending less time with the things that actually matter because equity and wealth and capital isn't just money. It's not just a piece of paper. Relationships are the best equity and best capital that we could have. Alone time, presence, people, memories, laughter, joy. And so Mike McAllowitz says this in one of his books and he says, you got to stop calling yourself an entrepreneur and start calling yourself a shareholder. And I love the, the shift that happens in the brain when you do that. I love the shift when it goes from, oh, I have to work harder, 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 harder to I'm a shareholder. This is a business. I put certain inputs in. I get outputs. If I don't like those outputs, I change the inputs or the process. But it's not about hustling more and hustling harder. And I think the same thing needs to be talked about with selling. There's this thing, it's like sell more, sell harder, give them back doors, be the hardcore, don't close their back doors, be the hardcore closer, like blah, 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 blah. But really what is selling? Selling is serving, selling is serving. Now like imagine this, you're walking through the shopping mall, and you're walking through the mall and every time you're walking down the middle aisle, back when malls were popular, there would always be people, hey, try my hair dryer. Hey, try my makeup. Hey, sign up for this brochure. Sign up for this brochure. And we ignore them every time. We'll be walking through the streets of New York City and Times Square. And if you want to collect flyers for a living, walk through Times Square. But you'll go walking through Times Square and in a five block radius, you'll be offered 25 flyers. And normally it's for, you know, some inappropriate things, some club. If you're in Vegas, Vegas, it's all for the guns. They're like, come to this machine gun range, come to this, come to this. But it's like forced upon you and forced upon you and forced upon you. Go to the airport. You're walking through the airport at the terminals. They have people selling credit cards, right? Sign up for this, get this many miles, get this many miles, get this many miles. They, Heck, they used to do it on the airlines, which drove me absolutely nuts. But all of it is just like shoving it down our throats. They have no idea of our intent, no idea of our interest, no idea if we even want it. And so what it is, is it's a very aggressive shotgun blast, a very, very aggressive shotgun blast. So they're playing a game of numbers. They're playing a game of numbers and so maybe for every 100 people that walk by, two take the card or five take the flyer and of every 100 people that take the flyer, maybe two go into the range and so they're okay burning that bridge. But you also have to remember when you're walking through the mall, you're not going to remember those people. You aren't going to be like, hey friend, I met John Smith at the mall and he was an idiot or he was mean or he wouldn't listen to me. When you're walking down Vegas, you're not going to be like, oh, I met this street guy. I kept trying to throw this gun range at me. So they kind of advocate the pain. They advocate the the discontent out. But when you think about your business and how easy it is for somebody to talk about your business and you're talking about this and it's like, yeah, for every hundred people that come in because I shotgun blast them and I DM them or I spam them on LinkedIn to say yes. The other 98 get to go be like, hey, company A was mean to me. Company A didn't listen. Company A is sleazy. Company A is slimy. But it never works in anybody's favor. Never, ever, ever works in anybody's favor. And just like if we go car shopping. If we go car shopping and you're like, I want a new car. And you are set on getting a BMW or you're set on getting a Honda. And you go to Honda and I'm next door at the Kia dealership, I can't come over there and be like, you need a Kia, you need a Kia. Here, come buy a Kia, come buy a Kia, come buy a Kia, come buy a Kia. You already know what you want, right? And so it doesn't work on any of these things. And we also have to remember that there's two sides to this coin. Side one is us, the people who are serving and selling. We have a responsibility. I'm going to use a big word, a fiduciary responsibility to actually sell what makes a difference, to sell something that's useful, to sell the after state, not just the product. And then we have our consumers, our customers or our potential customers. These are the people who also have a responsibility to not support the spams, not take the shortcuts. And we all have it and we see it. But I see the two sides of being complacency and complicitness and for on our side we can't be complacent like we have to go the extra mile we have to serve we have to take the 3 seconds it takes to be like hey have you ever shot a gun before no would you be interested in going yeah well here's a free you know 15 rounds for this range in vegas Hey, I have a question. Do you fly a lot? Yeah. Would you actually be interested in getting a free flight in exchange for a credit card? You know, not really. I don't need any more. Okay, have a beautiful day. Or yes, I would love one. Or, you know, walking through the mall, uh, maybe look to see that I have bald head before you offer your blow dryer to me, right? Or maybe ask me if I wear makeup or if I believe in makeup or if I have any allergies to makeup before you offer to do a free facial or a makeover of me in the middle of the mall. If we take the time in the beginning to make sure that what we're doing is for the right audience, for the right potential reason, we're no longer being complacent. We are being active, proactive, and going to make a massive difference with a long wave. Now, on the consuming side, we also have to be active in standing up for what we want, in choosing the options that best support us, in understanding that nobody else can get us there, right? And we have to do that in our industries, with our products, with our team, but then also we train our customers on how to do this by how we treat them. And the reason that there's this massive shift, not even massive, this disgusting paradigm in the market of like sell, 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 upsell, 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 downsell, 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 is because people do it. People buy it, people take it, they go for the shortcut. And so our job is to remain constant and consistent in service, in value, in the right people, right? You would never want, you know, you would never send your child to a school that didn't support them. You would never let your child eat a food that didn't make them, you know, feel good. You would never let your child eat poison, nor would you ever let them buy something that wasn't going to support them. And we can't do it. And we have to train our customers how not to do it as well. And when I say train customers, I mean that in a very, very good way. You can't really train a customer. I'm going to figure out a a way to shift that. We have to change the view. We have to shift the paradigm and we have to show up in such a manner that our customers can get the value, feel safe, make a decision, but also can smell a snake in the grass from a mile away because they feel so safe in our container. That's our job. And so What we have to make sure we're doing when we think about this from a sales perspective, if you are selling a service, if you're selling a physical product, if you are selling a digital product, Field of Dreams does not work. And I've done an entire podcast on this, a video on this, but Field of Dreams does not work. The job is not to build something and then expect them to come. And then when they don't come to go find people, shotgun blast them and try to shove it down their throat. The plan is to figure out who your customer is, what their pain points are, what they're struggling, where they want to go, what they need to get there, what support they need, what products, what modality. And then when you gather that information, build something with them that takes them along the journey and makes them a part of it and then utilize that leverage to sell that product or service to all the other people like them to get them to the finish line. And then once they are at the finish line, they become a testimonial and a zealot to tell all of their other friends, well, you attract more like-minded people like them. And then you work on creating the next bridge for that customer that achieved the first goal. This is where upsell or cross-sells or value ladder escalations or other services or higher levels of accountability or just more of the same product would come in. And when somebody has bought something and utilized it and achieved the promise, they are going to buy more for a lot longer time than if they never achieved it, right? Pet rock for a perfect example. Pet rock did a couple million dollars. This guy made a rock, put a smiley face on it, sold it as a pet rock, right? But once the novelty wore off, nobody came and bought a second pet rock. Nobody bought a pet rock for their friends. It was like this joke and they went out of business pretty quick. They hit this big hockey stick and failed, right? And then when was the last time you saw a Chia Pet being sold at CVS or Walgreens or online? You remember? Chia Pet, Chia Pet, Chia Pet, Chia Pet, Chia Pet. For some reason, it was this novelty to put this ceramic hedgehog on your counter and have it grow grass out of its side and become a pet. Or this bald head dude, which is the one I remember, put it on your counter, spread some seeds on it and water it. And then it grows this grass that you can't use that doesn't do anything and, and I get it, like it was fun, but they disappeared as well. It didn't solve a problem. There was no clear path. It was just a novelty item. But then you think about people that buy a supplement. And they buy a supplement expecting to feel better or perform better. They buy the supplement. They don't take it. They don't use it. They don't achieve a result. They can't buy anymore. They buy a supplement. They take it. They feel better, whether through placebo or through real life or just commitment. You help them in all the other areas of their life. They can never stop taking that supplement or recommending that supplement or telling it to their friends. But it wasn't me saying, hey, Jane, I made this supplement that will help you with A, B, and C, and I know you want D, but I'm going to tell you that you can go about D later, but just buy it for A, B, C. I'm breaking your experience. I'm not meeting you where you are, and I'm not taking you on a journey. So when we think about selling, We need to, quote unquote, sell without selling. We need to serve into the sale. We need to serve until the sale. And so we need to talk to people. We need to find out what they want. We need to be in a relationship with the people who are making the decisions that keep our business going. What I find really interesting about the world of business that we live in mixed with the current state of society is that we tend to stay as disconnected as possible from the people that are actually creating the funds in our bank account and funding our business. The amount of business owners where I talked to them and I was like, we gotta call a customer. I can't call them, why would I call them? I don't like being on the phone. I was like, how else are we gonna talk to them? Well, I don't know. These are the people that are making decisions. These are the ones that are gonna whip out their credit card and give you $20, $50, $100, sometimes 100 grand. But yet we don't talk to them. connection, i.e. relationships are at the core of every single thing that we do. And we need to be where we can be in a relationship so we can solve these problems, create solutions and create products that take them on that journey. And so relationships will always win, but you need to take the time and invest in them across the board at every opportunity so that you are noticing everything. You're noticing what works, what doesn't work, what they say, what they don't say, what they respond to, what they don't respond to, what their feedback was, what their testimonials were. It even goes so far to be like, hey, did you recommend this to a friend? And you're like, yeah, like, what'd you say? And listen to what they say because how they recommend it to a friend is how they're talking about their experience. And so we need to be in a relationship with the people that are buying our services, consuming our content, and doing the work for us. And if you think about right now two companies in your head, think about this. I want you to envision this right now. You're just sitting here thinking, I want you to think about a company that you have heard about that you didn't see natively from the company, not their ads or advertisements, but your friends told them, told you, right? There's probably a company your friends told you about a supplement or a shoe brand or a makeup brand that you'd never even heard of the company before, right? And the moment you heard about that company through the friend, you immediately trusted it. You immediately had a likeness because it came from a friend. It was a trusted recommendation. And then think about a time that you've met a company that you've never heard about from a friend, but came through advertisements or commercials or through direct mail or phone calls. The time it takes for you to become endowed to that brand is a very drastically different time frame. The trust factor, the no factor, it's like a cold, 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 cold. And so the reason that customer number one or the one that you hear about from your friend lands so much is because your friend felt seen, heard, and respected, had their needs met, accomplished something, or was excited to accomplish something and had confidence that they were going to because of that company being in a relationship with them. And so they could turn around and confidently recommend you to them knowing that when you came into that world that that company was gonna take care of you and that you would look at your friend in a brighter light or a higher regard because of how well that company would take care of you. And all of that happens not because this company sold your friend a product, not because the company sold them a supplement, not because the company sold them a service, but because of how they felt in that entire relationship in confidence, in safety, in support, in accountability That was then going to allow them to take that journey, either with the company, with the company and you, but no matter what, in the ultimate confidence that they would get one step further because the offer or the service or the product was speaking to them where they were, giving them a desired after state and the plan or the path to get there. And then you guys were in relationship to help them get there. And none of that happens By shoving something down somebody's throat. By somebody telling you they don't want dessert. And then you're like, well, we have this one and we have this one. Just try this one. Take a bite of this one. None of that happens. Force is not the way to play this game. Our job is not to convince people. Our job is to enroll people. And so if you spend your time being in a relationship with your customers and potential customers and you figure out where they are, Then you know that you have the right product or service to take them to where they want to go, or you need a new offer or a new audience. And it really always boils down to that. Because if you have an offer, your offer might not be bad, your product might not be bad, but it might be the wrong audience at the wrong time, or the wrong pain point for the wrong audience, or your offer's golden or no or your audience is golden and you love that audience and that's who you are that's who you want to spend your time with but your offer's just missing the mark a little bit maybe it's not speaking to their before state or meeting them where they are and so the gap between where they are and where you are talking to them about going is too big and they can't close that gap in commitment so therefore they don't buy because it's easier for them to stay where they are than go through that unknown or that big commitment or that period or leap forward that they must to complete what you have to offer. So your audience might be right, but you might have to change the wrapping paper. You might have to get one step closer to where they are. You might have to give them a small win or focus in on one pain point. But that still brings me back to the big point of this is that in order to do that, You have to be in a relationship with them. You have to talk to them. You have to respond to their comments. You have to get into their DMs. You, your team, anybody. You have to be in a relationship with the people who you're serving or trying to serve to be effective in business. And so that is how you get into serving and not selling. The reason that people have to sell or quote unquote convince people or go hard in the paint or do some of the things that we see is quite frankly because they're not in a relationship with the people who are making the decisions. So they waste a whole lot of time, money, and energy throwing spaghetti at the wall, burning bridges, burning money, burning time, burning energy, and burning their reputation to get the one to three out of 100 without realizing the compounding effect down the down, down the line. And that compounding effect gets crazy, and you've seen it. I, I saw it with actually this company called Progenics. They were a massive supplement company in CrossFit. They kind of came up, were all over CrossFit everywhere. I mean, everywhere. Title sponsors doing everything. And then overnight, they disappeared. And I mean, disappeared. Because all they were focused on, all they were focused on was the image. The image of the brand. The image of the company. Wasting all their money. Not building relationships with their customers. Not giving us a reason to stay. And then they just disappeared. And I mean, disappeared hard. And that top line was massive that they lost. And so you have to have to anchor yourself in that your job as a business owner, your job as a company, your job as an employee of a company is to serve and allow your service to sell. Because it's a whole lot easier for somebody to have a win, to be enrolled in something, to have momentum and have progress and then just want to pay for more than it is to find somebody And try to sell them something that number one, they don't want. Number two, they don't think they want. And number three, they don't really need. It's never, ever, 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 ever going to work. And so if you really take the time, because I'm going to boil it down to this before I wrap the episode, if you really take the time to be intentional and focused, know who your customer is, take the time to understand where they are, where they want to go, what's getting in their way. And then you utilize that information. To create a solution and then you spend your time marketing your product through value, through teaching, through education to people that are just like the customer you were in a relationship with, your business will skyrocket and the more that you do this, the bigger it will get. And so why one example for here is Apple doesn't make iPhones for everybody. They don't add the features in the iPhone to solve everybody's problems. They know who their customer is and they know what they want. So they create a solution for that and of people waiting seven days outside their door for a phone they've never touched, never held, and never used. And then some of us, myself included, will go complain about Apple. We'll complain about how expensive they are. We'll complain about how they're overpriced and blah, 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 and how my iPad bent, how my phone bent. But then at the same time, you look at my office and all I buy is Apple products. They've nailed it. They've nailed it and they've nailed it and they've nailed it. And so our job is to nail it the same. And I'm not saying make inferior products and I don't believe Apple makes inferior products. I love Apple. I love the simplicity. I love the technology. I love what they've done. Like I literally am in love with Apple and it's because they speak my language. I am their customer through and through to the core. But Apple doesn't run commercials telling you about the features of the phone. Apple... Does't run a commercial saying here's what you get, here's your feature benefit stack, here's your value ladder, here's the blah 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 blah. Nope. Apple runs commercials showing you who you get to be by using the phone, showing you how good of a photographer you get to be by using the camera, showing you how you can connect with your family members by using FaceTime. They are enrolling you in your vision, not selling you a phone. And I think that's one of the best examples that I can give you. So today, as I wrap today's episode, another winning Wednesday, I want you to change the way that you think about this and carry this forward in everything that you do. Just have this lens every day of who is my customer? How can I serve them? How can I enroll them? And how can I build it with them to get them, all their friends, all their distant, distant friends, their second cousins, their third cousins, their family members, everybody in their neighborhood, then everybody in their town, then everybody in their state, and then everybody in the country into my business. And it's by doing this. And so that's how I'm going to wrap today's episode. I'm going to go chug my cup of coffee. I'm going to drink my vegetables because I've just been addicted to drinking greens powder lately. And I'm going to go have a beautiful day. Remember that relationships always beat algorithms. I love you to pieces. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show.